What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just wanted to welcome y'all to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. Um, shout out to all the international listeners uh, from South Africa to Australia to Canada, all the way to Tokyo. Um, shout out to all the mothers, the mamas, the baby mamas, the baby's mama's mamas. It's Mother's Day weekend. It wouldn't be no life without y'all. And also, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. I love hearing what y'all think about the show and how it helps you. So, thank you. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Today, I have a special guest in the building. Um, I feel like we would always just see each other in passing. Yeah. And always just be like, hi, but you always just had good energy and um yeah like it's been it's been cool living in the same space as you not in the actual space but we are neighbors <laughs> would you mind introducing yourself to the people yeah my name it's so funny that you say that because y'all literally every time i see mike i just always got some wild ish going on <laughs> my, i've been in a bonnet I've got all my bifocals, my top and bottom don't match. I'm falling. And I'm just like, he is going to think I am insane. But no. <laughs> that's part of, I guess, the charm that is me. My name is Toy Monet Creel. I'm an entertainment reporter. Um, I am a wardrobe assistant. I do a little fashion work. I'm a content creator. And I'm a mommy. That's what's up. Congratulations. Mommy should be. And, and this, is, this is the exclusive. Mm-hmm. This is the exclusive. So how do you feel today? Today? I feel really good. I've been trying to, in light of, of carrying a child, a very um, unplanned, a very yeah. unplanned child, but still a very um, wanted and, and blessing and very appreciated and, and grateful to, to be able to carry a life. So I feel special with that today. I woke up this morning and I talked to my baby. I said, you know, I'm happy for you. I'm glad to be here. You are favored by God. You're special to me. I'm grateful that I get to feel you kick. So it's a good reminder for him, but also a good reminder for me to take things slow. And yeah. also, at the end of the day, I can only worry about me and my baby. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, What has been your biggest challenges so far? In life? Well, in... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, when I was four. <laughs> in your pregnancy experience. Because, I mean, obviously, you, you've been pregnant in a pandemic. Uh-huh. So, what, what has that been like for you? Oof. Thinking about virtual baby showers. Okay. <laughs> My sweet, sweet baby. Um, I've never been pregnant before. This is a whole new experience. <laughs> this first one out this jar, I figured it out every day. <laughs> Um, and then on top of that, so I'm pregnant in the middle of this pandemic, right? I had to figure out, I'm a firm believer in God. Like I'm so, so big on faith, but I had to figure out if this was going to be a, if I was going to carry this pregnancy out the term. Cause I was wow. just like, how do you work in entertainment? Um, my finances aren't where I want them to be. I'm not married and adding all these things on top of that, adding a life. I don't know how to be nobody's mama. So I was terrified. And yeah. so those challenges, and on top of that, my mom had gotten sick around the time. Um, and we were trying to figure out if it was cancer or not. So having that, I started a new job. And then it seemed like everything in my life was going nuts. Somebody stole my car. We were having issues at the apartment. Wow. 
my child's father was in a different state. Yeah. And so collaborating and combining all of those um, really was, it was the mental health portion because yeah. I felt like um, I was about to lose my mind and I kind of wow. did how for did, a little how bit. How did you pull it all together? Um, I had some, I really commend my village and I commend my friends uh, because I think a lot of people were able, and I also went to the doctor's office too. I got into therapy. I went to That's my first up. therapy visit, which was cool. Um, I think my friends could see that I was very, very close to sort of losing it. And I had a friend that came to stay with me for a little bit and offered some good emotional support. And like, I think my one friend had booked me some time at the spa and really just um, focusing on the things that I could control. I'm happy, my life is okay. I'm still favored even though I'm going through a very difficult time right now. And me and my baby is going to be okay. Just like yeah. Beyonce said, or whatever she said. <laughs> me and my baby, we going to be all right. <laughs> I know I sound like Beyonce. You didn't know Mr. Neighbor Mike. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I kind of want to go back to something you said, like, mm. about actually making the choice of, like, seeing your pregnancy through. Like, what was that like, making that decision? Woof. Um, that was probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make because it's like every part of me was tested. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, I live my life as a Christian and when I imagined kids, I was going to be married. And so to be in this space where I was just like, how am I? Kids is kids. And then they yeah. turn into humans. Right. And I was like, how am I capable of bringing a life into this world? And I was very, very depressed. And I lost about 15 pounds between feeling nauseous, but feeling angry with my body, feeling like I had let myself down, feeling very irresponsible, feeling um, just like I could not wrap my head around it. So I stopped answering phone calls. I got off of social media. I stopped responding to my friend's texts. And um, I would just walk around my apartment and cry. Wow. And I would just be like, how am I like, how do I think my way out of a situation like this? Because it's not really something. And um, I think I tried to go to the abortion clinic probably about three times. Wow. And I would start, I was like, okay, God, I know this is not what you want, um, but you know, this is something that I'm thinking about doing. And I would just be outside of it. And I would start like, I would start tripping. The lady had the, lady had the pills. You had, there's... There's two, sorry, this is kind of graphic. It's okay, yeah. It's, um, you got the space to share whatever you want to share. It's two pills that you can take, and you have to come back on the two different days. And she handed me one. She, I was like, well, oh, I have to come back tomorrow. I kind of can't. And she was like, it's fine. You can just take the two right now. I'll just let you. And I was like, I froze. And I couldn't do it. And I couldn't figure out why. Because I was like, it just really does not make sense for me to add this on top of everything else that I have going on in my life. And I, I got to about 10 weeks and I was like, okay, so I made an appointment at Planned Parenthood and I made an appointment at the doctor's office for prenatal visits. And I was like, one of those has to get canceled. And I made the decision because I just, I have this feeling, even though I'm like very terrified right now that everything is going to work out. Yeah. Even though I kind of, I don't know how it's going to work out though. But <laughs> I have a feeling. And so I talked to my baby and I said, hey, um, mommy is grateful that you're here. Mm -hmm. And I'm very appreciative of your little life. And I believe that you are special. 
and I fought very hard for you and I'm not sure why, but it is going to take me a minute to get to joyful. And so that doesn't mean when you get here that I'll be any less um, willing or excited to see you because I'm doing all the preparations now. It's just going to take me a minute, but I promise you just give me grace. And when you get here, you are going to be so loved and so cared and protected for. Yeah. And that's how I made it. Yeah. That's dope. Um, <laughs> do you feel like your emotions affect your child? Yes. The therapist said, she said, you shouldn't be stressed out because then where does that go? Your stomach. And then it's like you're feeding your baby a stress sandwich. Wow. And all I can think is him eating some ribs that say stress on them. I don't want to feed my baby <laughs> stress barbecue. <sighs> I don't want to feed my baby stress barbecue, y'all. <laughs> That's real. So, so yes. How? So, I know you are doing therapy. How else are you managing? I guess like both your self care and your your baby's care. I've been having to remove myself from physically from situations because I can get to the point where I start to stress and I can feel it in my body and it physically gives me pain. So I've been having to. If I can't handle a situation, then I've just been having to walk away from it, which is or have conversations that make me articulate my feelings as an adult, which is hard because I'm a little bit. Um, who child? What's it called when you avoid confrontation or you don't like it? Uh, I don't know what it's called, but I, I definitely can relate to that. For I don't sure. like it. I don't enjoy having hard conversations. And sometimes they don't be that hard. I think I think the buildup oh. of them in our minds can be a lot harder Ooh. than they can actually be. Because I'll be there too. That's good. <laughs> Ooh, this is the art of letting go. I feel, I feel like I'm releasing right now. <laughs> but how, like... How do you have those, like, how do you get out of your own way and have those conversations? My mom just called me and told me that I need to stay out of it. And um, I think at the end of the day, so I, I worry about a lot of different people, our dynamic, what that's going to look like. I have conversations about people and their situations in my head. And I think at the end of the day, it's really just about, am I okay mentally? Is this a, a life or death situation? Are you an empath? An empath? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> I mean, you can you, you take you, a quiz. You, you sound like you might be though. Like you, you definitely like. You, do you take on other people's stuff? Yes. Don't everybody. Nah, everybody doesn't do that. But uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta protect yourself and kind of going back to what your therapist was saying about everything going to your stomach. Um, so I have IBS. Uh, I don't know if I've ever shared that here, but irritable bowel syndrome. Okay. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's affected by stress. And a lot of times it's me taking on other people's stuff and it goes right there. And I mm -hmm. feel the pain. Nobody else feels this pain but me. So it's like, why am I taking this on, you know? How do you get out of those situations? I think I have to take a moment to look at them because it's... it's it's easy to get pulled into something, you yeah. know, and to take that time to really like take a moment to be mindful and be present. So like, cause when I'm, when I'm in it, I'm in it. But then when I take that moment to be present, it's like, this ain't mine. Mm. You know what I mean? And when you start recognizing yourself getting a little too emotionally charged, it's like, I, I need to take that step back or I need to not deal with this at all. And for me, 
that definitely comes up a lot in more family stuff than than friends Mm -hmm. and it's like this is this is a lot to have to take on you know what I mean and especially being so far away and being by yourself like why you know what I mean yeah I trust me I feel you I feel you (laughs) I'm crying no it's all good it's all good um yeah I, I was definitely interested in like just because I when I got your your message about what you wanted to talk about on the show like I was definitely interested to just dive into it because it spoke to me for sure mm, no I think it's important and it's hard because you have um you have so much love for other people yeah um and the unfortunate part that unfortunate part about that is it can be to your detriment and while you are having a rough time handling caring what somebody else is going through or even just the way that you guys are interacting somebody else is free and has wings and you're chained down and that's not good and like the like the worst part about it is like you may be worried about this person in this situation and they just going on with their life just not caring about it at all so it's like why should i care about this if this person is just moving on Mm -hmm. with life like I have to learn how to do that as well and it's tough but I think the more you practice it the better you'll get at it that's good and I think really not holding on to guilt or anything like that especially when you feel like you're doing what's best for you that's what's most important Mm. that's good (laughs) yeah because I mean I don't know how you feel about faith. I'm, I'm definitely um, tolerant of everybody, but I just be feeling like sometimes, like, Jesus died on the cross, so why, so why do I have to? Like, yeah. I don't have to hold myself to this certain standard or feel like I have to carry anybody else because I have somebody who can do that for me. Yeah, of course. And like, I think also, like, recognizing, like, everything that you've been through in your life thus far, mm-hmm. you've gotten through. That's good. So why why would you not get through, you know, what you're in at the moment? I, and I think that remind like trust me when you're in it, and I'm I know I'm making it sound very simple, like oh yeah, I'm gonna just be great. But no, yeah, when you like when you're in it, you feel it. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes you have to take that step out and say like, yo, um, okay, I've, I've been through like my challenges at 26 don't seem that challenging now because. I experienced them at 26 and went through them at 26. Now I'm 34 and my challenges are different, but I'm also having to slow down a little bit. Like, I think we move so much that we don't really take time and just look at like, is this as stressful as it has to be? Mm. You know? That was so good. That was like a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Is this as stressful as it needs to be? I was supposed to... No, and you know, no one thing. So I will say about being pregnant has really, um, I'm a get up and go. I have a lot of like (laughs) type of of energy. I'm very here, there, here, there. And physically now I cannot move like that. If I even get up too fast, it just feel like a lot. It hurts. Or if I, you know, I, I have to 
physically my body is telling me you have to move different the other day i tried to take out the trash and it was way too heavy wow and i did it anyway and then i tried to swing it over and i strained something in my stomach so for three days it felt like somebody kicked me and i was like i'm there's there's really physical things that are holding me down i physically have to treat myself nicely and i think this is i think even though this is physically manifested for me yeah i think it's important for other people or a good reminder that we have to be gentle with ourselves because we're kind of fragile yeah you be feeling fragile mike i be feeling fragile emotionally yes i do um you know my friends say it all the time that i'm i'm a sensitive person or an emotional guy and i am because like i wear them like i i can't hide them because I know what it's going to do to my gut, you know, so I have to be expressive. I have to cry. Uh, I I feel like anger is one I kind of hold in Mm. just because of my past experiences with anger. Like, I didn't really know how to control it. It's almost like like X-Men or something like, you know, I just I have this power and I just rage and I don't know how to use it. So would you may ask? A backup question mm-hmm. so what would that look like for you would that be you blow up on people would that be you used to fight people would that be you cuss people out I used to fight I used to curse people out I used to make people feel my pain so you might hurt me with your words but I'm gonna hurt you with some harder words just because that was what I saw growing up you know like my grandmother God rest her soul her birthday was this week but oh, that's exciting you hurt her feelings she gonna hurt yours twice as hard. Oof. You know what I mean? So coming from that, like, yeah, ain't, ain't nobody gonna hurt my feelings. But what I'm understanding now is I have to, rather than letting it build up, because I'm, like I said, I be so calm that when it does build up, it becomes uncontrollable. Like my hands shake and everything. It's like, nah, I don't need to let people get me to that point. And it's not people, I don't need to let myself get to that point so I have to tell people like hey you hurt me when you said this or whatever because I know if I don't do that then you're gonna get another side of me that doesn't feel good for me Mm. Mm, based off of okay so with you telling your emotional truth how do the people around you when you got to that point of maturity where you said okay so this is gonna be me this is going to be me expressing emotionally how I feel and things of that nature how did that impact um, your friends and the people around you did you have to switch anything out switch anything or switch the people who were around you after you made that decision I think with people I love it was able to establish boundaries I think with people that weren't supposed to be in my life they ended up just leaving but with people that I truly loved and they loved me you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be easy in the beginning, but at the same time, like, and, and not me expecting them to know my boundaries. Like, I have to know my boundary to even tell you, like, hey, this is what I'm not comfortable with, or we're not going to have these conversations or whatever. Or me just knowing people don't know boundaries because they've never had them. So if I've set this in myself, I have to be the one to cut it off. So, like, you know, sometimes especially like family stuff, you get a negative conversation or something, and it's like, if I don't want to entertain it, I have to stop the conversation. Because this person 
they we, I've normalized it to where they just dump on me, but it's like, nah, I need to set the boundary for my own mental health because I can't take I can't take this on. Mm. You know. So it 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 definitely is something that comes over time and I will say I, I definitely was like faced with pushback in some situations in the beginning like you know because it's new what did that verbiage look like so if some i'm nosy what so was it like they were just oh man you see your cousin keisha you know she on her fifth baby daddy or (laughs) would you say something like you know um i appreciate your opinion what what did that talk me through what that actually physically sounded like because i am trying to set boundaries and i need sometimes people sometimes people (laughs) just bring stuff to me like i've I recognize that that is my role in life. Like I'm, I create safety for oh, people. That's really nice. <laughs> people need safe people. Of course, but sometimes people don't have safety anywhere else, so they think they can bring everything to you. Wow, and that's good. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a gift and good. a curse. It's a gift and a curse. It is. I can see that. Because, like I said, I take it on. So sometimes, a lot of times, from with me, it's not really necessarily like this is going on with this person it's more so i have a problem with this person and it's like okay y'all both are people that i care about and now you've brought me in the middle of some shit and like i said i'm not a person to hold stuff in so if you tell me you got a problem with somebody i'm gonna bring it to that person Mm. and like hey y'all need to work this out and my success rate hasn't always been good in that (laughs) (laughs) man it don't work out for me so I was wondering. Yeah, so I mean, now if I have the capacity for it, I'll listen. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, I have to cut the conversation. What do you say? Um. So I'll, I'll share this, and I hope my mama forgives me for this. Sorry, but listen, <laughs> right? I'm pregnant. I need help, honey. And, and 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 this this is perfect for you because you're gonna be a parent and. Mm-hmm. One day, my mom, I guess she was going through something, and she called me, and I just didn't have the, the capacity for it. And I told her, like, you know, I'm not really trying to hear this today. And she told me, oh, you want to hear this? And I was like, no, I don't. And she continued with her story. Mm-hmm. And I remember clearly hanging up. Okay. My baby just kicked. That's a word. <laughs> yeah, I hung up. And um, I felt bad, but I also knew it was what was best for me. Mm-hmm. And she called me back. You need help. Yeah. <laughs> she called me back, and I told her that I hung up because I, I really didn't want to hit. Like, I didn't have the, the space for it because I was going through my own stuff. So I just didn't have the space for it. And I had to, like, I do a lot of being kind to myself now because I used to not be kind to myself I would always like damn I'm I'm messed up for doing this or I'm this I'm that but no like now I'm like you're doing what's best for you you're taking care of yourself and there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself some people call it selfish but it's not selfish it's self-care you know selfish versus self-care yeah to the to the I guess to the what's the recip what's the opposite of a recipient? Um, 
Recipery? No, I'm playing. Like, <laughs> no. That made a knock on the uh, boots noise. De- deliverer? No. <laughs> to the deliverer? No. To the, to the deliverer, yeah. it is a form of self-care. But right. to the recipient, it can seem selfish. But we also don't have any control over that. Mm. Like, if, I te- if I'm giving you my true, authentic feelings, I have no control over how you, you take that. It's like art. You know what I mean? In a sense, it's like if I paint this painting, you know, for me, it's my emotions. And I didn't paint this. This was painted by the, <laughs> the, wonder, the wonderful D. Lee. But if, if I paint something and it's my raw emotion, if you feel like it's amazing, somebody else feels like it's not that great. I have no control over that. Mm. And I can't care about that because nobody's being as, as true and honest as me. You know what I mean? And that's something else that's challenging, but it's also something you have to remind yourself. Like, if I'm doing what is true and right to me, I have no control over how anybody else takes that. I don't. And it, and trust me, people going to make you feel guilty. People going to make you feel all kind of stuff. And you know yourself, you might take it on, but you have to remind yourself, like, I did what was best for me. And if you did what's best for you, that's all you can do. That's all we can do. Mm. (laughs) That's all you can do. I did not know we was going to get this deep today. (laughs) (laughs) I cried on your couch. This is our first real conversation. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious, all right. <laughs> Neighbor girl being weird in your couch. <laughs> this was good, though. I really needed this. That's all you can do. Yeah. All you can do. That's all you can do. Of course. That's all I can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Go ahead, Oprah um, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to someone that is pregnant right now like what what advice would you give them with what you've experienced thus far Ooh, girl shit i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um unless you a man oh boy um advice that was given to me that i have found to be very very helpful um since and she was like trust your baby's spirit because he will put your baby he or she um, will bring the right energy, the right people into your life. And that also goes true to, um, with the opposite side, trust your baby. And if something is stressing you out or it's just causing you grief or it's just, girl, it ain't moving right, you ain't feeling it, then you got to let that go too. Yeah. But I trust the, trust the energy that you have with inside of you, even though it's little, it's mighty. I feel like I got baby magic. All my friends, I honestly do. All my friends around me, the people that I put in my circle are really just winning in consistent ways that I've just prayed super, super hard for. Self-included. I hit a rough patch, but then after that, everything was good. You know, my car was stolen. Brought the car back in good good condition. In good condition. Found a good apartment. It's only a one-bedroom, only $70 more than this one. Like, life is now so good. I just am finding... I just had to find trivial things to worry about now. Yeah. Which I should stop worrying because we talked about this and I need to practice the art of letting go. Yes, yes, yes. You already doing it. I know. You already doing it. 
Um, another question I wanted to ask, because I know we, we've been bouncing around, but I really wanted to know mm. what advice you would give to someone that is making that decision of like whether they should keep their child or not. Like I would love to know what mm. you would tell someone that has to make that decision or, or thinking about that. I think honestly, um, and the, the, the decision that I had to make was in reality, so you kind of, some things you can't plan for, but in reality, you have all the resources that you need to make what you want happen. But the question is if it is something that you want to do. Yeah. Because anybody knows that if you don't want to do something, you know, you go through with it, you're dragging your feet, you're, you're thinking about it, and it's just like, oh, I'm, you I never want to be one of those people that was like, I got this kid, now his daddy getting on my nerves, and I, <laughs> you know, and you in there, you working around, you running up my floor, you getting mucks on the floor, like stuff like that. Because it's not, I don't, being a mommy is, is, is not, for everyone yeah I will say and it's a it's a personal personal choice but if it's something that you're going to be you know bitter about or you do it begrudgingly you want to go with like a willing spirit um, because even now even though sometimes I go back and forth I'll, you can cut this part out or you can keep it in but the other day I was at Michael's and this girl walked in with a dog and I started crying because I want a dog instead of a baby but <laughs> <laughs> cute dog I do want my baby but you know stuff like that so sometimes yeah. I'll have my back and forth and that's unfortunate when you make a big decision because I don't know if you're ever going to be fully committed yeah. to the jump. Like, did I do the right thing? Yeah. But I think you have to make it up in your heart if it's and something I, and you want to do. I think that's a real feeling. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's funny, like, people act like we're supposed to only feel one way or another. But yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm sure every parent at some point has felt that. You yeah, know what I mean? That's so That's honest. Yeah. So I, I really do appreciate you sharing that. Um... I wanted to know how is this affecting your career being in entertainment? I don't know. That's a TBD, honestly. Yeah. I know that. So I've worked as a production assistant on wardrobe, um, and that has gotten me to the point where I need to be in terms of income. Um, and it's good, like fast money, but it's also 12 hour days. And physically, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that for a long time. So, and then especially afterwards with, okay, you're working 12 hour days, who's going to watch my child? And on top of that, I'm going to be out for a little bit. Like popping a human out of your coochie <laughs> is a lot of work and recovery. I'm like, so there's, so physically I'm not going to be able to do that. And I also, I did just pick up a personal assistant position and I'll okay. have to explain to her when that time comes, I need to take two weeks off to get some things handled, have a baby. Um, so honestly, I don't know. And those are still fears that I have. How can, can I still be an actress and have my baby who's going to watch my child while I'm on production runs? But I guess I'm trusting it's a two TBD. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I'm trusting life to figure it out. And I still have dreams and I figure, um, that I, I should still get to pursue them. And if anything, because I have my baby, he would want me to i i think so and I, and i you know because as a as you're talking i'm thinking like men don't have to deal with any of these stresses and um y'all y'all got a little different in life yeah yeah like what would definitely, you do if you could get pregnant i don't even know how i would handle that i really don't um like the, the more i talk to you know 
women in in my age group, I recognize how much privilege I have. Like even though I am a gay man, like I still have a lot of male privilege, mm-hmm. and it's it's just crazy to to see and experience and like I definitely feel for women and, and commend women for all all that y'all endure and take on and uh, I definitely feel like you should pursue your career and all your dreams because that should be normalized like that that should be normalized for women to not feel fear of especially like in entertainment because I, I feel like that's a big thing mm-hmm. that's crazy so I was curious to know how do you see yourself overcoming those fears of like both being pregnant and your career or having a child in your career? Well, at this point, I'm just going to have to tell people. I'm going to announce on social media that <laughs> I'm pregnant because I'm ready to share people with this belly. Yeah. And I also think I believe in the power. There is mm, I think there is so much medicine in sharing your life experience in real time. Like, hey, y'all, I'm on food stamps. I, I didn't. The gov- I I worked that up with the government later, but I can't get no more. <laughs> um, <laughs> woo! Just playing. IRS, don't snatch my wig. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. Uh, so, what was the question? <laughs> How are you going to over... But I, I feel like you have so much personality that I, I feel like... <laughs> It's, it's going to take you where you need to go, and your honesty and your realness is going to open up spaces for you, like, far further than you could ever imagine. Thank you. Because I, I really think, because I'm, I'm sure, like, and it's funny, like, with this podcast, for me, like, mm. there were people that I think connected to my life, you know, me sharing my life, and they connect to it, and... It helps them. It helps me. And I think, like you said, you share your journey. Like, who knows what that'll open up for you. Mm. So please, definitely share your, your journey. I feel encouraged by that. And I think I do have my fears, honestly. But I can't do nothing but move forward. At this point, the baby going to be here. Right. And I, I ain't going to hide my baby because he's going to be cute. <laughs> and <laughs> at this point, I think it's, it's just time to share the journey. And I do have fears. Will anybody ever book a pregnant toy again? How are people going to feel about me loving Jesus and also having a baby out of wedlock with them out of wedlock baby shower meatballs? Not in my baby shower. I'm just playing. How do you feel about that, though? Like Oof. being. Yeah. Having a baby out of wedlock. Like like have have you do you judge yourself for that? Mm, I did a little. Uh, yes, but I did not. Mm, I did. That was one of the things that I said bye to. So I had a homegirl and when I decided it was either going to be the Planned Parenthood appointment or the prenatal appointment and one of them was going to get canceled, I lit a candle and I, I poured me a glass of mommy juice and I said, okay, so I am saying goodbye to the idea of toy kind of in this little maybe perfect box um, that she is uh, you know, that I'm going to be married and I'm going to find the perfect husband and then we're going to have kids and I'm going to have my 401k together and all my savings. I'm saying goodbye to the idea of motherhood and sort of this perfectionism, I think, especially that people have when they're raised in the church. Yeah. Um, but I am saying hello to transparency and a real and beautiful life and somebody that is going to love me and my child very intentionally. And I am saying hello to this is not something that I plan for or expected, but it does not make it any less beautiful. And 
People been having sex for forever and people been having messed up families or like junky ghetto situations for forever. And I'm not going to let that shame me from living my life. At all. At all. You know, is and I still love me. Of course. And you. Of course. And it's, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I think I kind of went through the same thing in coming out because mm. I used to I used to go to church a lot and I still believe in God. But at the same time, I don't know if I fully subscribe to the establishment of church. Yeah. Just because, you know, most of my life I believe, like, you know, if you're gay, you're going to hell. And when I actually came out, it's like, fuck, am I going to hell? And I was telling this to a friend the other day, but I used to pray, like, if this is wrong, don't let me wake up in the morning. And it's like, I'm not supposed to be feeling like that. And I don't think my God would want me to feel like that. So all that extra shit is like, that's that's people pushing their own agenda. Like that don't have nothing to do with God. Like I don't think God would would make me that way or put a child in you if it wasn't meant to be. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah, and I believe sin, unfortunately, in all different types of forms, has consequences. That is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, people, and, it, and I mean, that's across all type of, if you're looking at like everything in general, same sex, mm-hmm. premarital sex, manipulation, mm-hmm. lying, stealing, every single one of those has consequences. That just is what it is. Like, boom. Yeah. But that does not mean that blessings don't come out of those situations. Right. And my baby is a blessing, honey. Okay. <laughs> Kenzo Matthias St. George. If that's going to... Kenzo, Kenzo Matthias Creel St. George. Okay. I think that's my baby's name. That's what's still up. Still trying to, trying to figure out if that's going to be him. But I'm trying to see. What do you think? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. He's not a big talker. That's funny. So I got, <laughs> I got a couple of more questions for you, and then I have another segment. Sorry, I'm a chatty Kathy. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. What advice would you give to your younger self? Girl, you better live life out loud. Just live it out loud. You don't have to fear. It's okay with if you feel like you're the weird girl. It's okay you don't have friends now. Because I used to be... I, I really... People did not, you know, it's not cool to be weird until you develop some of those social skills post high school or stuff like that. So I was sort of maybe everyone's friend, but no one's friend. And I had trouble um, sort of finding myself and like that white girl, black girl, not wanting to wear black nail polish or dress the way I dress because I felt like people would judge me. And I think I just could have been like, girl, live your life out loud. That's what's up. What's a reminder you want to give to your future self? Ooh. Okay. Okay, we're going in the future. You are exactly where you are supposed to be in this moment right now. And if you need to move, which likely you know yourself and you have indicators that have told you this ain't it, then get your ass up. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> So this next segment I have is called Five Questions of Freedom. Oh, okay. And I'm going to ask you five questions and you can answer them any way you like. Okay. So if you could travel anywhere, where would you go today? Mm, Costa Rica. 
I have an auntie who has a house. Well, actually, no. If, if we think it big, that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> mm, Thailand. Okay. No? Yes. Okay. Yes. Somewhere where I could be in a tropical jungle with proper netting so that way I wouldn't get mosquito bites. Um, but that I could maybe ride some elephants and be somewhere eating mango and hearing birds chirp and people talking a foreign language and sitting on a hammock swinging covered by greenery. Okay. Thailand. Okay, I like that. <laughs> um, you could have dinner with anybody. Who would your three dinner guests be, dead or alive? Mm. Oprah, because, man, she's got some crazy good energy. Dead or alive. Who else? There's people that I love that are dead. I just can't think of them right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Okay. Okay. Oprah. My maternal grandmother, Trudell. Oh, my maternal grandmother, Trudell, on my mom's side. Because I never got to meet her. She passed away from lung cancer. My oh, wow. mom wasn't. Oh, when she passed away from lung cancer and dang, when my mom was in high school and I just want to ask her questions about what my mom was like, if she was, if she was, um, how it felt leaving her kids behind. Does she look down on me? I really would have loved for her to meet her grandson, stuff like that. I would, I would love to have dinner with her. Um, dang, I didn't even think about that. Um, who else? People, someone whose work that I've, I've admired, I guess I talked about Oprah <clears throat> in communications. I talked about my maternal grandmother. And maybe, who else? I guess it's between, it would be my uncle. Oh, man, it would be my uncle William. Woo! But no, I, I love you, but I'll save you <laughs> something else. Um, maybe someone like a... Kendrick Lamar, no, Kendrick Lamar, John Coltrane. Okay. A Terry, I don't know. Alice Walker, no. I don't know for my third guest, okay, honestly. Okay, no, it's all good. I ain't committed to that. I'm going to email you later. <laughs> <laughs> what has been your biggest food craving? Fruit, watermelon, and crab legs. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Honey. So don't be surprised if your baby like watermelon and crab legs. I have a feeling he's going to really enjoy fruit. I think he's going to like plant-based things. This is the least hungriest and least greedy that I've ever been. <laughs> also, there's less room in your stomach when you're pregnant. I know it doesn't stop other people, but for me, it makes me very uncomfortable. So I don't be eating that much. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to keep this appetite, but it's so I'm going to step on back. Um, let me see. Watermelon, fruit crab legs and I think that he likes spicy food because I had jalapeno chips the other day Toy does not like jalapeno Kenzo seems to like jalapeno okay um Beyonce or Rihanna ooh we're just going <laughs> Beyonce is cool but it seems like she got a funky ass attitude and no friends so I would think Rihanna but Beyonce in terms of her magnificence but Rihanna in terms of like hospitality I feel hospitality. that I feel that and my last question is <laughs> what is one thing you want to pass on to your baby mm. ethics that you treat people right and the world 
will come back to you in a full circle that is em embracing. If you put out good energy and you aim to treat not just people that you like right, but in general, you practice a behind closed doors when no one can see I'm still going to do the right thing, it will come back to you tenfold. That's what's up. That's so dope. I want an empathetic baby. <laughs> Don't be trying to scam like your daddy, okay? <laughs> Toy, can you let the people know where they can find you? Cut that last part out. You ain't got to cut it out. Okay. <laughs> Hi, guys. You can find me on Instagram at Toy to the World. That's T O I, traditional spelling of to the world. You can also find me at Toy Talks on YouTube. That's T O I T A L K S. Any other thing that's probably not updated with current information, <laughs> so you guys can just ignore that. <laughs> that's funny. Toy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Ooh, this was a nice show, honey. <laughs> I enjoyed this thoroughly. I'm glad. I'm glad. I appreciate that. Good question. Thank y'all for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Peace. Thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, if you didn't, if you got questions, man, hit me up. Hit me up on the social media. Hit me up at 213-394-2773. Leave a voicemail. I would love to hear from y'all. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the podcast wherever you listen to it. Um, it's so appreciated. Also, if you'd like to support the show, you can subscribe through patreon you can subscribe through anchor we hear y'all start a letting go peace